Tonight we're going to wrap up the disc part of our, of this teaching. And if you're here tonight and you still haven't taken that test and you would like to, I would like to give you one. Would you like one of these? Joe? Y'all need two or just one? Okay. Okay. Would y'all like one? Who does not have one? Everybody got one? Weaver. Musicians. Anybody here tonight that did not take the test that would like to take the test? Okay. Don't. You too? You took it though, didn't you? What about you? Did you ever take it? No, she needs to take. You know, you need to take it. <laughs> okay, don't leave tonight without hollering at me, and I'll get you one. I hope you're not completely lost by this teaching tonight. We're gonna again. We're wrapping this tonight. Um, can we take just a minute and look at this handout? You know, you may say, I am not a, necessarily a D or I'm not necessarily an I, but look at, the, look at the chart on the first page and see what kind of fits your, your graph. For instance, I am a DC. I scored highest on D and highest on C. My D is a little bit higher than the C. And if you look on the first two pages, over here on the far right is the DC. And that V looks almost identical to my chart. So that one's me. If you want to critique me, that's what you would read, um, according to this test. This is going to kind of tell you what your strengths are, maybe kind of what your weaknesses are. This first, page one and page two. If you flip over to page three and four, it is basically the same thing, except it has the scriptures for your encouragement, the things that you may struggle with, the things that you may battle, the things that you may be strong in. Um, for instance, for the DC, it says you got to seek to get along with everyone. Then it gives a scripture, Romans 12, 18, live peaceably with all men. So, um, again, and it's, a, it's another thing to do is to see what your spouse is and go and see what is the best way to communicate and to be effectively communicate. Um, and maybe also notice the challenges that they might have and realize that's kind of how they're made. And really, the whole idea of, of me doing this series is not just to help you um, necessarily figure out who you are, but figure out what to expect from those that you're working around and those that you're living with and, and, and your spouses and your kid, your spouse and your kids. When they react a certain way, there's usually a reason behind it. They're not an alien. That you, you, you didn't get a, a bad apple. They just do not see things the same way that you see them. They don't react to the same things. What's important to you may not be as important to them. And uh, 
I hope this has been a good equipping. Now let's just dive into this and we're going we're gonna to wrap this up. And get ready, everybody. I'm going to go fast because I want to get done. Amen? I want to encourage you to come Sunday mornings. We had an absolute um, awesome service Sunday morning. We had two tongues and interpretations and we just had a complete, wound up being a repentive, a repentance service. And uh, the, the Lord was moving as mightily as I've ever seen uh, Sunday morning. Two previous weeks, we baptized 30 kids and, 30, and, and adults. Um, there is, there, the Lord is really on the move, and I want to encourage you to get on board with what the Lord is doing. The Lord is moving. And church, get on, get on, get on the bus. All right. Uh, 1 Corinthians 7, 7. Every man has his proper gift of God. You've heard this every single week. You have a gift. You have a gift from the Lord. And that every good gift and perfect gift is from above. God has given us this. Now, if you look in, on your uh, handout again, um, did Allie ever get back in here? And Kathy, did you ever get yours? We are looking for the, the, that basket that had those manila folders in it, that had those tests in it, that was down here every single week. You know where it is, Gloria? Great. Um, if you flip to the, the last page, you're going to see this, this same, uh, I, actually I don't have it for you tonight, but you have it on this, how the D, the I, the S, and the C line up. Again, the D is dominant, the I is influence, C is conscientious, S is steadfast. Uh, church, if you've not been here for the last three weeks, we've been, we've took this, we took this test and we've been going over each, um, each section, each letter and kind of what our strengths are and what our weaknesses are. And many of us, most of us are a mixture um, of sorts. Uh, but um, refer back to this as, as, we as we go through this. So, what I want to do tonight is take some time to look at some of the things that drive each of these behaviors. I want you to know that these behavior types are predictable. These are predictable. In fact, if you go and look at a high DC and look at what, what challenges and what strengths are, that, that is pretty close to me. Um, I can relate, and I can relate to the weaknesses of those. I'm able to predict when I learn who you are and what you're about, what you're going to do based upon uh, based upon your makeup and what drives you and the things, the different things that you need. And, you know, as we've gone through this and we've talked about the D's and the I's and the S's and the C's, I can hear you guys out there going, oh, that's you. Poor Vaughn over there has already been labeled what he is, and he hasn't even taken the test. And he's already bought into it. He, he's a D because his wife said he's a D. <laughs> And then we get to the eyes and, you know, the others are looking around going, oh, I know who that is, or that's me. You know, and it's, it's fun. It's fun to be able to relate. Um, but we're predictable. We're so predictable. And it's important to understand what drives these behaviors. For a D, what drives a D is the need to be significant or to make a significant contribution. If you call up a D and say, hey, we're getting together tonight. We're just going to connect. We're going to hang out. Maybe watch a movie. Eat some popcorn. 
I don't know, maybe pray for each other. I don't know, we're just going to get together. You know what the D's going to say? What for? And, and we meant it. What's the point? Well, I told you, we're just going to hang out. You know, do life together, man. We're just, we're just going to be together. And the D goes, I got something else I got to do. Then the guy says, well, we were hoping you would lead the Bible study. I'm there. Give me a purpose and I'll show up. Give me a reason. But if we're just going to hang out, what are we going to do? I'm looking around. What do we do? What are we going to do? I'll be there. We have to understand that D's need meaning behind what we're doing. The I's, the influencers, they need to be free. (laughs) I don't know what we're going to do, but I need to be free while we do it. They are attracted to freedom. Attracted to environments where they can express themselves. They can talk and be loud. They can communicate. They can wear what they want. They can say what they want. They can do what they want because that's the way heaven's going to (laughs) be. The more freedom there is, the more the eye is attracted to that opportunity. The S's are motivated by connection. Talking about building a family, being a family, covenant relationships. Relationships are so important to an S. Being connected to the people that they're around is super motivating to them. That's where their loyalties and their faithfulnesses come in. Their main driver is relational connection. Remember what I said uh, last week is they're the glue. They're what holds our teams together. The C is all about getting it right. Knowing that what we're stepping out into is secure, that it's true, that there is a secure place of theology, a secure place of finances, a secure place of what what we are doing and why we are doing it, and is it the right thing to do? We are doing the right thing. Kathy, did you get yours? Still no? Here it comes. All right, when you look at it, you're, gonna look, you're not going to look at the one that says, this is expected of me. Uh, Joyce, if you don't mind, help her, okay? You're going to look at the one that says, this is me. What? So, getting it right. We're going to do things right. These are the things that are super important to the C's. But each of these uh, behavior types struggle with a common lie. It's going to create a broken spot for them. Depending on their behavioral type will depend on which lies that they struggle with. You're going to see some negative characteristics of that type, some insecurities. The D is going to struggle with basic fear that they're not respected that they're not valued, that people don't value them. So when you see this in a D, they're climbing over people to get significance. They're breaking relationships 
so that they can be in charge. They're damaging the areas around them so they can protect themselves from being invalidated or being disempowered. The Hadi. The eyes. When the lie of rejection settles on them, you know, they're so charismatic, they're so likable, they're so able to build relationships that if they're not paying attention, really what's eating them or what's driving them is an attempt to get accepted. The eyes struggle with acceptance. They are trying to get accepted. So I lose who I am. The eyes lose who they are in trying to be accepted. I will do whatever I have to do so that people will like me. I want to stop just for a minute. I'm, my, my brain just completely left what we are doing and jumped to something else. I, that never happens to me. It happens to my wife all the time, but that never happens to me. Something about a woman can just talk about a hundred different things, and I'm just like, which point, which one is she really focusing on that I need to really listen to? Okay. Sunday, we prayed for marriages. We prayed for evangelism. And I want you to know that in my life, one of the biggest strongholds, one of the biggest areas of hindrance, the Lord broke. And I'm not going to share it because it was, it was given in confidence, but I want you to know it was, it, was a, it was an area that I didn't think was achievable. And... Uh, I believe it was due to a church body being willing to repent. Almost every revival that we have ever studied have come from repentance. And, you know, we don't, we don't have thousands of people all flooding in here for no reason. You know, we don't know what revival is going to look like. But I believe revival is, is a heart being given to the Lord regardless of what that looks like. And um, I, just, I just have to encourage you. Um, if I could share with you what it was, it would, it would blow your mind. Those things that you're believing for, I want you to know God can do them. Those thi- and these are things that I have no control over. The things I have control over, that's up to me. That's on me to do. But there are so many strongholds and so many challenges in my life that I am out of control of that it is going to take God to move in. And so I want to encourage you in your marriage, in your kids, in your finances, in your life, in your relationships, in our nation. Something else that I caught, and I'm going to embarrass myself as a pastor. I'm going to just, I'm just going to tell it like it is. I am, I am not your typical guy. Second Corinthians chapter 7, we all know that. If, if those who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray. I'm reading my Bible this week, and I read 2 Corinthians chapter 6. Chronicles, whatever. Y'all, y'all know. C. I am a C. Um, um, what in the world was I talking about? Yes, chapter 6. God, man. God, what are you doing? What are you doing to me? Um, I had somebody uh, email me today just talking about how, why did God make me like he made me? And I'm like, yeah, that's the question we're going to ask him when we're standing before him. What were you thinking when you, when you made me? 
Okay, 2 Chronicles chapter 6. Um, there was prayer went forth word for word for that response. God, if we would turn back to you, would you heal us? Would you heal our land? Would you move on our behalf? It's, I believe it's word for word. Second Chronicles chapter 6. And then we see the answer from God in Second Chronicles chapter 7. That may not blow your mind, but what that, that blows my mind that if we will pray, if we will do, he will do. The impossible. I'm sorry, I've never seen it. But I'm riding my exercise bike and I'm reading chapter 6 and I'm thinking it's chapter 7. I read it through a Kindle and I don't see chapter 7. I'm just reading and I'm like, well, that's Second Chronicles chapter 7. Well, I get to Second Chronicles chapter 7 and there it is again. And I go back and I'm like, that's the prayer that went forth. And God responded according to what was prayed. Maybe that doesn't mean anything to anybody, but it means something to me. It means that when I pray the will of God, He does it. And my broken relationships, it's God's will to restore them. My finances, it's God's will for Him to bless them. My marriage, it's God's will for us to have a great marriage. It is the will of God. It is His desire. Okay, I'll get off my soapbox. I'm just enjoying myself up here, I guess. All right. The lie, the eyes about being accepted. The S's. The S's are so afraid of getting into conflict because they're going to be viewed as the bad guy. They're scared to death of being the bad guy. If I'm in a conflict, it will threaten my relational connections. So I would rather just not tell you the truth that I need something. I'd rather not tell you the truth than to tell you that what you're doing is bothering me. I would rather just hide that from you than to damage the relationship or lose the connection. The C's are so afraid of failure that if they ever do discover that they are human beings and that they do make mistakes, and they do, then shame comes all around them. Because they beat themselves up every time that they make a mistake. And it computes to, I didn't make a mistake. I am a mistake. That's how the lie works. I am a mistake. I didn't fail. I'm a failure. And so the anecdote, the antidote to all of these things is an encounter with a loving father who will speak directly, you eyes, to your acceptability, to our righteousness, to our reconciliation, to our peace, to that deep need for everyone to reconcile with the truth and confront the lies that plague each of these behavior types. And if at any time any one of these behavior types feels powerless, then the emotion and powerlessness that they begin to express is predicted as well. The D's start to produce and project anger. When they feel powerless, you're going to see somebody trying to look powerful. The D's are going to get tagged with being angry. 
Because when they feel powerless in a situation, that anger is what they're going to express. The eyes, when they feel powerless, they become incredible, incredibly optimistic. Oh, look, we're falling out of the air. Oh, our plane is going down. Maybe we'll land on one of those bouncy houses and be okay. And you're like, are you out of your mind? No, I, I, think, I think we'll be okay. They feel powerless. So what they do is they over-optimize the outcome when they get scared. And what can happen is that they start to distrust blindly. It's also distrust blindly when they feel powerless. They even get to the point where, where, where they will trust anyone. Eyes need a filter in their trust. S is when they become powerless, they have the ultimate poker face. How are you doing? Fine. Everything okay? Yeah. How could everything be okay? You're falling out of the sky the same as the eyes. Yeah, but the eyes are making me feel better about it. I'm fine. Don't read the face. These are powerless exp experiences that are going on. The C's are just the opposite. They're like, they're like Chicken Little. The sky is falling. The sky is falling. Turn it back. Run. Run. We need to collect more data. We need more information. They're powerless. And they're predictable. If we would just pay attention to what is behind that emotion. We can address it and say, it's okay. You just feel powerless. And if we can recognize, okay, this is my reaction. I mean, it happened to me yesterday. I got incredibly angry at something completely stupid. And unfortunately, it, it gets you before you can get it. And uh, it's predictable. I don't like to think of myself being predictable at all, but I think I'm probably one of the most predictable people on the earth. You mess up my schedule and I will have a conniption. I will literally be like a Walmart kid and throw a fit. Don't mess with my schedule. But if I can recognize that, maybe I can prepare myself. Uh, my dad once taught me going to work at a, for the public. He said, dress yourself with the, with the attitude of there's nothing that anyone can say to you that can get the, the best of you. They're going to say a lot of things to you, but you've got to prepare yourself for that so that they don't get you. You can't afford it. This is that same thing as to recognize my weakness is this, so that when that comes, I'm prepared. Doesn't mean it doesn't still hurt. Doesn't mean I don't still want to react that way. I just don't. And I allow the Lord to speak to me in that moment. Instead, I, so many times we make mistakes. As a, as a D and as a C, I do. I'm feeling powerless. So, what do we focus on? The Ds and the Cs, if you look at your, uh, this last page again, the D's and the C's are focused on tasks. We've gone over this a few times. The D's and the C's are task-oriented people. Uh, 
last week or a few weeks ago, I was talking about how I'm a task side and I'm not on the people side. And someone immediately reacted like he's not a people person, so he must be scary and he must not like to talk to anybody. That's not right at all. You know, we, we, we don't need to label people to where we disconnect. Don't label me. Love me. I don't want to label you. I don't want to do that at all. That's unfair. I want to love you. I want to know what your strengths are and play to those strengths and help you in those weaknesses. And I need people around me that knows my strengths and play, let, lets me play to my strengths, but also helps me in my weaknesses. But I'm a DC. I'm a task-oriented person. If there has ever been someone that's task-oriented, it's me. Ask my staff, what are we getting done? I almost don't even hear the language if it's not task-related. What are the tasks at hand? So, what are the, uh, the S's and the I's? They are people people. They are focused on relationships. Somewhere there are production-oriented people and there are people-oriented people. So, what does that mean? That means don't let the S's and the I's have the schedule. And don't let the D's and the C's be in charge of the fun. It's, it's just simple stuff. Don't put me where I'm going to kill someone. Put me where I can be strong and run. Put the S's and the I's in a place. Put the I's, for crying out loud, in creative meetings and in places to just explode. Man, look at what we could do. Uh, Zach is a high eye, and I'm telling you, no matter what kind of meeting it is, we can just be talking about buildings and maintenance. And it was like, oh, I know what we could do with buildings and maintenance. <laughs> I got it. And his grandmother has a shed full of tools, and he'll show up with all these tools, and man, here we go. And a ripped door in half later, and all kinds of messes. That, then we go get the C's to clean it up. And the S's and the D's to clean up the mess. But boy, we were sure getting after it for a while, weren't we? <laughs> Play to the strengths. Play to the strengths. Let me tell you, uh, we, uh, where's Weaver at? Did he already walk out? Weaver is a high eye. Uh, Brandon Weaver and Ashley Francis are, are heading up our children's church worship. Uh, Ashley is a high C. Weaver is a high eye. So what are we doing? Ashley's handling the scheduling part of it. Weaver's handling the fun of it. And by George, they are going to set the world on fire back there. We can't wait for what's about to come through these two getting to operate in their gifts. What's your gift? The whole reason for this is for you to find your place in the church, for you to find your place in your marriage, for you to find your place at work and enjoy who you are. We fight who we are. So, D's and C's, charge of the schedules. S's and I's, let them be in charge of the fun. The D's and the I's, look back at it again, they're task-oriented. They run at a different pace. They are fast-paced, where the C's and the S's move a little bit slower. So, the ready, fire, aim group are always going to be create, creating anxiety with the Ready, ready. 
The D's want to get things done because there's, we can't waste time. The I's are, are, are more like, I don't know, let's just do something. Let's just do something. The C's are going slow because they don't want to get it wrong. The S's are going slow because they don't want to upset anyone. Everybody has a different reason. And let me tell you, it takes us all. If, if all we had was D's, we would have a mess. If all we had was I's, we'd have a mess. If all we had was S's, we'd have a mess. If all we had was C's, we'd have a mess. It takes us all. If we would just recognize when the pace gets going fast and other people get, get frustrated, for us to be able to say, oh, wait a minute, you need more information. Oh, we're breaking relationship here. Oh, you need a purpose. Oh, you have ideas. Oh, and pay attention to predictability. The C's and the D's want to be certain about what it is that we're doing. They plan. I have fought my whole life because I thought God messed me up when he made me because I have to have a plan for everything. I have to have a plan. I need to know that the plan is that we don't have a plan. I am not kidding. Will you just tell me we have no agenda today? We, we don't know what we're doing. Okay, great. You got a plan yet? Nope, don't have a plan. Okay. And I come back 50 times. You got the plan yet? Nope, I don't have a plan. Okay, I want a plan. D's and C's. Like to plan. The I's and the S's. They like uncertainty. They're like, you know, it'd be fun. This would be so much fun. I know we've never tried this before, but let's try it. And the S's are like, okay, all right, I'll do that with you. I'll help you. What do you want to do? Cool. Okay, let's go do that. I'll adapt when I get there. Cindy, what in the world has gotten you tickled? Well, not only do you see it in your life, but you see it in the 30 kids that are in your room. Handling things different, seeing things different. We see things different. So, let's talk scripturally. Abraham, a highest faithful follower, friend. Married to a high D, Sarah. God says, I'm going to have a baby. He's crazy. Whatever. I can do the math. Come on, God. Moses, the lawbringer, writing five books of law, of laws and histories and details and getting, getting it right and going to do it right. He's a C. David, anybody dancing around in their underwear is a high I. <laughs> Elijah. Killing 800 people who disagree with you is a great day for a D. <laughs> Esther, the beauty queen who changes a nation with risk and confidence is a high ID. Ruth, your people are my people. What would you guess? S. The Apostle Paul, a high DC. When Jesus knocks him off of his donkey... Big D, 
little d. Now, let me tell you, Jesus is not just a D. Jesus is all of them. I'm going to say that at the end. But uh, Paul was the little D. Peter, a high ID. Peter just cut somebody's ear off. Jesus looks at him and is like, Peter, really? And Peter's, Peter's like, you gave me this sword. Don't, don't hand that to me if I'm not supposed to do something with that. Sorry. Ready, fire, aim. Barnabas, the son of encouragement, the builder. He rebuilds Mark after Paul gets done with him. Paul, the high D, wears him out. And Mark, Mark's defeated. Can't go on any further. Barnabas goes and builds him back up. What does Paul do? Mark's doing better. Send him back over here to me. I can, I can use him again. <laughs> oh. Let me tell you what this is not. This is not an excuse for your behaviors to negatively impact the people around you. It's not an excuse to negatively impact your spouse with anxiety. This is an equipping. This is an education to help you Remove those anxieties from your spouse. Man, our first however many years in our marriage was unnecessary anxiety because we didn't understand each other. We still, we're still trying to understand each other. Elizabeth and I will be married 22 years in just a few days. And uh, somebody whistle? <laughs> What, what an incredible 22 years. What a, what, what, a, what a bunch of years of growth and um, learning and uh, fun. Awesome. I, I think we're going to have another great 22 years. But understanding each other. I mean, I believe it's just happened in the last five years or less for me. For the sea, you've known it all along. You've just, been wa- you've just been waiting for me to come along and get it. Lord, please let him get this. Uh, one of the things that we, have to, that we have in our lives is feedback so that I can understand how my high, if I'm a high eye life, needs to be free in affecting the world around me. I need to know how my desire to change the world as a high D is affecting the relationships around me. I need to know how being afraid of risk and change as a high C sometimes affects those people that are around me. And I need to know how the unwilling or unable to express my needs and let people know me as an S affects the relationships around me. I need to know how my life in production is affecting the people around me. The goal isn't to master one or two of these. The goal really is so that I can bring what is needed in the moment. That as a le- leader, that I can bring what is needed in the, mo- in, the, in the time of leadership that I need it. If I need to be a D, I can be. Um, if I need to be an I, I can be. You know, as a D, that's very low. I'm very low in I. But if I set my mind toward creativity, I have it. It's just not one of those driving forces in my life. 
Um, the S, the steadfastness, being loyal, being there for someone, being relational. I have that. I just have to work at it. Because I'm a low S doesn't mean, I'm sorry, I'm just not going to get along with you. I'm, a, I'm, I'm not an S, so you, you better just get on with the way I'm doing things or we're not going to work. No, that is just the opposite. As we go into the motivational gifts, it is not a, a justifying your ability to hurt people because of your gifting. My gifting has a tendency in certain areas to hurt people. What I've got to do is I've got to learn to grow. I've got to learn to identify what I am and why I'm acting like I am and how can my gift add to the situation and not take away from it. And how can I better understand my spouse and my children and my coworkers and my church to understand where you're coming from. That where you're coming from is not a place of rebellion or meanness or that you don't like me. You just see it different. Uh, it's amazing to sit in a room of uh, six or seven other deacons and watch how they all react differently. And I react differently. But we are called to be one. When we walk out of that meeting, we have to be one. And if we, if we displace someone, if we lose the value of that person and remove them, we have just cut one of our legs off. We have just made ourselves less effective. In your, in your life, in your family, we have six in our family, and we have to make sure that we understand the value in each one of our kids because each one of our kids are different. Extremely different, but they have a part. Church, you have a part. You have a part at Church on the Hill. You have a part specifically at Church on the Hill. When you get your gift, when your gift gets placed in the right spot, man, you have, you have no idea what you're going to be capable of and the joy and the fulfillment that you're going to find. You know, Scripture says that your gift will make room for you. And that the calling of God is irrevocable. When God calls you, you can't get away from that. So we've got to find why God made you like he did and where you fit. How do I fit? Can you ask yourself that? How do I fit? Challenge with uh, Your challenges with your parents... Um, you know, so many times we can't tell our parents what their problems are. We can't correct them, but we can understand them. Do you follow that? Even as adults, I don't have a place to necessarily correct my parents. I, it just doesn't feel right. But I can better understand them. My in-laws my outlaws. I can better understand them. And you know what's so awesome? The Lord is all of these. He is the high eye. He's fun, creative, alive, not boxed in. He's the high D, driven, risk taker, changing the landscape. He's the high S, steadfast, true, faithful. He's the high C, all-knowing, righteous, steady, and true. But he is able to be what I need when I need it. 
not only as a leader, but also as a person. We need to give each other and ourselves permission to be ourselves. You need to be able to give your boss permission to be himself. If you could maybe view your boss, man or woman, in, in the way that the Lord has made them, it may cause you to have an absolute revelation. And it may position you to be able to serve them like you've never served them before. Can we, do you remember from love and respect, can we be the bigger person? When we're fighting, someone has to be the bigger person. Can that be us? Can we be the bigger person? And try to look, look for value in your spouse. You'll find it. Now, I'm going to quote my dad again. I sound like uh, the water boy. Mama, 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 mama always says. Um, but my dad once told me this too. If you go looking for the bad in people, you'll find it. But if you go looking for the good, you'll find it. Look for the good. Look for the value. God, you've placed this person in my life. Help me find value. And help me find how I can, my personality can add to this relationship. As I begin to understand myself, I begin to understand and learn others. And as I understand what they need and what motivates them, what triggers them, I begin to learn how to supply what it is that my team needs to bring out the very best in them so that we can be successful in everything that we're doing. I want to finish with one test, just a, a little story of our family, and then I'm going to close. We're going to pray. But uh, in our family, I've got, I've got four, four children, and they're all completely different. They're all awesome. They're all fun. They're all hilarious and serious and just great. But Elizabeth would come to me every now and then, and she'd just go, and y'all are going to have to be careful what y'all say. It's not about you two. It's about Pete. I don't, that's fine. He, he, Pete, Pete is my high-eye. He could not care less. He just, he's just good, man. We're just going to have a good time. It's not, this isn't going to bother him. I've told him this. Elizabeth goes, Pete just gets me. And I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> I don't look at that as, oh, I'm so glad Pete gets you. That is so awesome. I'm like, that must mean I don't, she doesn't, I don't get her. Pete just gets me. When I need a hug, I get a hug. When I need a conversation, I get a conversation. He just gets me. And I got mad. I didn't not to her. And I'm like, she should get me. God, what are you doing? Am I in com competition with my son? What is going on? This is messed up. What am I doing, God? So I start watching Pete. What does he do? Oh, I would have never thought of that. That was awesome. Man, look at her. Just smile. Okay. Oh, when she reacts like this, she needs a hug. I would have never thought that. Literally, I would have never thought that. And I'm a hugger. Just not when she needs it. Can anybody relate to that one? So, I started trying to do it. And it works. <laughs> Early on, she's like, hey, what are you doing? Nothing. I just thought you looked like you needed a hug. Well, I did need a hug. I'm like, 
good. <laughs> That's never come out of her mouth. He gets me. And unfortunately, my D kicks back in, and then I completely forget what I'm supposed to be doing. And next thing I'm like, oh, sorry, wait a minute. Pete, what does Pete do? You know, what would Jesus do? What would Pete do? <laughs> you know, we got to work on it. We, I don't make her accept who I am. I try, to, I try to accept who she is. She's trying to accept who I am. I'm trying to accept who she is. So, we all, uh, can we pray together? Do y'all mind, can we do something kind of goofy? Can you just reach over to the person next to you and let's pray for them? All right, y'all just pray with me and just, just say, oh, Lord, let them get this. <laughs> let them get it, Lord. Let them get it. If you got your hand on your spouse, let them get it, Lord. <laughs> yeah. Now, take your hand off you and put it on, off them and put it on your heart. Father, let me get it. Let me understand who I am. Lord, you have made me, and you've made me this way for a reason, not as an excuse to hurt people, but as an excuse to help people, that I would make the world a better place, that I would make my marriage a better place, that I would make my job, my church, my family better, because, Lord, I desire to to be who you've made me to be and to not be afraid of that but to also be cognizant of what my personality does to others and that I am willing to, to, to work on that Holy Spirit we need you so badly Lord we, we are so damaged in our person We've been so hurt by situations, by relationships, by our own doing. But Lord, I just pray for restoration over, our, over who we are, over who you've made us. Yeah, we're all skin and bones, but Lord, who you've made us, who we really are. Thank you for making me. Thank you, thank you for breathing life into me. Thank you for placing me on that uh, potter's wheel and molding me and making me. Now, Lord, help me to grow in you. Not grow in what people think I ought to be, but grow in who you've made me to be. Help me to find my place in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Starting next time, we'll start getting into the motivational gifts. We're going to be taking a test every single night. It's going to be very short, but we're going to be, each night we're going to be doing one gift and then kind of scoring that out. We're going to learn kind of what our motivational gift is. So keep coming. God bless you. Have a great week. We'll see you Sunday.